Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. Thanks for the messages. One person said they like when we play that one bumper music. Uh, that's good. Terrific caller. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, how about this? Alex Trebek passing away at the age of 80. So he hosted for more than 30 years. And, of course, KMOX has the connection with Jeopardy! with Art Fleming, who, after he hosted the original television show, would later come on and be part of the staff here. So Art Fleming, a big part of it up until his passing. I know he did some things even after, but up until the, I think, mid-90s. But... He retired early 90s, kind of when you saw a lot of the same radio personalities retiring. A lot of them retired at the same time. It was right after the passing of Robert Hyland. You saw the Bob Hardy's retire, and then he passed away. Well, I guess Bob Hardy would have passed away during the time he was here. And then you had Ann Keefe retiring. Jim White didn't retire till the end of the 90s. Jack Buck in the early 2000s of his passing. You know, he was still contributing and doing things around the station, but, you know, limited, of course. And a lot of those old personalities that were here for a long time, you started to have the transition of power, the Charlie Brennans of the world coming in, but some of those old legends going through up until that time, and it's real sad to see. But Alex Trebek passing away at the age of 80, dying on Sunday, surrounded by his family members. Pancreatic cancer, stage four. He made that announcement back in 2019. Didn't quite make it to the two-year marker. He said he was trying to make it two years, you know, survival rate was incredibly low i think it was only about seven percent or so that made it that far and he was wasn't there just quite yet but he was fighting he was staying positive and the thing that really surprises me is that he was working all the way until the end he recorded his very last show on october 29th so two thursdays ago isn't that amazing it, it makes you wonder at the very end it, it helps that you have something and for his case, he probably had his family, had his wife, and really the television show was something that was just able to drive him. I got to keep going. I got to keep going until finally your body says, you did good. You did good. But this is the end of the road. If you're wondering when that episode will air, it'll be at the end of December. It's the final episode will air on Christmas Day. Oh, doesn't that... Make you feel, put you right in the feels. It's almost like a Christmas movie in itself. 
yeah, the, the election has been so taxing and I've been just so tired of politics and I just want to see how this plays out. I just want to get to the end result. Just tell me how it ends. All right. It's like if, if you watched a movie that's too long and you finally get to the point where you're like, just tell me how it ends. I, I, I don't care what's going on right now. Just tell me how it ends. That's how I feel about the election. And it was so bad over the weekend. I told my wife, it's, I would even watch a Lifetime movie. If you were to put a Lifetime Christmas movie on, those boring movies, the ones that you like to watch nonstop in December, I would even watch one of those right now. And I would enjoy it. Didn't actually get, quite get to that point yet. But I wanted to play this because our producer Alex brought up, hey, you remember that time they talked football on Jeopardy? <laughs> And all of the nerds had no idea what they were talking about. So I found this on Jeopardy's YouTube page. You can actually go find this right now if you wanted to. But I wanted to play for you. <laughs> and I'll give you a moment to try to answer and see if you can answer the question. So general football questions to all of the different Jeopardy contestants from about a year and a half ago. Uh, football 200. I may probably should make sure the volume's turned up as loud as it goes. Yeah. Okay. Let's find out. Your choice, do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. Anyone want to guess? All right, go ahead, answer. It's an option play. Ryan? <laughs> what he's doing, this is what Alex, you can't see this, <laughs> but he looks all of the contestants up and down like he's sizing them up. He's like, oh. No one's going to get any of these, are they? It's the very last category. The entire board is cleared off, and they're forced to answer football questions, all of which they tried to avoid. Uh, football, 400. I can tell you guys are big football fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you think we should go to commercial? <laughs> Ryan, he's, it he's looking at all, and then he looks up at the clock. He can tell, do we have to do this? Do we have to go through these motions? I'm sure there's categories that all of the people that would make it onto Jeopardy would laugh if I were to go there and I wouldn't know the answers to it. It's like there was a video game one, and they did the same thing, and one of the answers, it's a viral meme now. I've never actually seen the video for myself, but I've seen the contestant standing there at Final Jeopardy and wrote the answer down, Danky Kang instead of Donkey Kong. Uh, there's some things if you're good at Jeopardy, you're probably bad at sports. On a 600. Okay, by signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. <laughs> Fair catch. Two clues left, Ryan. 800. Right, they're not going to get any of them. They're, they're just a fear in their eyes like, oh, no. <laughs> These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. It's almost like some of them want to jump in, but they're so close. Uh, the, the leader's up pretty high, and the two that are trying to catch up to the leader, the one that's doing this category is Ryan. And it's like they don't want to risk because they just don't know the answer. And they are called offsetting penalties. Let's look at the... Uh, thousand dollar clue just for the fun of it <laughs> Jimmy as Minneapolis's US Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52 I'm looking at the ring of honor with names from this defensive line that took the Vikings to four Super Bowls if you guys <laughs> ring in and get this one 
I will die. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe this isn't the right clip to play today. <laughs> I didn't realize you said that at the end. Who are the purple people eaters? We're going to take a break. I have to talk. What a good category there. But just kind of showed you how fun you can have with Jeopardy. If you're a football fan, did you get any of those? I'm sure you got them all. They seem pretty easy. Even I, as someone that's very uh, elementary when it comes to football, because I don't pay attention to it. There was a time where I did. I really The only players that are still in the league today that are around back when I used to pay attention to it are like Tom Brady, and that might be about it. It's been probably 10 years since I've really paid attention to football. If you want to call in this hour, you can. If you want to talk football trivia, you can. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's Overnight America, and it goes to show you that with this election, there's a lot of opinions and a lot of things that I just don't know how this is going to play out. And like I said before, this is like a movie where I just want to skip to the end to see what happens. I don't want to watch the whole movie. I just want to get to the end. What's going to happen? 314-436-7900. John is holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Hi, Ryan. How are you? My name is John. How are you tonight? Doing good. Very good. Thanks. Hey, you know, I'm a first-time caller. I've been on third ship for about a year now, and I really enjoy listening to your show. I I really wanted to compliment you Thursday night. I listened to it. Now, I, I had a hard time just listening to all the characters calling in. I just wanted to ask your opinion on a couple of things. I'm curious. You shot out a number out there, and I wasn't sure what it was about. I guess Biden received so many ballots, like a certain so many thousand, and every one of them were under his name. Could you kind of clarify that? I mean, I was curious. I don't know how many thousand it was. Was that Thursday night you said that so many votes came in and everyone was under his name? Was that right? Oh, um, you know, I, was I don't know how many thousand was it was. Yeah, it it doesn't uh, ring a bell. I don't remember that. I'm sorry. That's I'd have okay, to go but back I'm, I'm just curious. So, wouldn't you think though, if you put even 50 people in a room, you wouldn't get every single 50 person to vote for one person? Didn't that seem really oh. odd? I know what you're referring to. This is a district in Pennsylvania back in the 2016 election between Hillary and Trump. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I think so. It just seemed really odd to me, and that's kind of what I'm hearing going on again. Have you heard any of that? No, I haven't heard that at least, but I, the numbers are just – by the way, at the start of the show, I mentioned that I was just spending a little time before the show trying to go through some of these absentee ballot numbers in Wisconsin. Sure. Why? Just Wisconsin for the fun of it. And I was looking at some of these things, and it's just ridiculous – uh, some of these districts have 66% of the eligible voters that went absentee. Now, that doesn't count total voters from that district. That's just the eligible voters. And I thought, you know how is that I've even seen possible? That yeah, that, that doesn't that even possible? seem conceivable to me. It's not possible. It doesn't make sense. But I wonder if Trump will really come up with anything concrete that he can kind of present to the courts or if this thing's just going to fade away. What do you think? I think that... For things like that, it's not going to be likely that they're going to say, well, these numbers look weird. I think their best chance is that some of these absentee ballots were not properly monitored. You go back and look at them, and then you're going to find that some of them get invalidated. So, And the problem is you're not going to be able to disseminate a lot of these ballots because they've been mixed up. I agree. It, right. So I think that's going to trigger a lot of recounts in some of these places that did not 
track these properly. And if there is a question and there is proof that there wasn't proper oversight, then you've got hundreds of thousands of ballots that are up for play. That could easily uh, change any of these states, considering most of those mail-in ballots went for Biden. One more thing, Ryan, before I let you go. Thanks again for taking my call. I'm curious. I've asked about 10 people, including some family members, that I'm really just kind of confused about. I Every time I ask someone, why did you ask for or why did you vote for Biden, which, which is a fair question, I think, all I seem to get is their distaste for Trump. And that's not what I'm asking. I, I can't get anyone to ask me or to tell me why they voted for Biden. Have you got anybody to tell you why they did that? I, they just hate Trump. I mean, that's probably the number one reason. It's probably well, a, I, hate for Trump. Yeah, this was curious. Yeah, I, I think that, if anything, that's probably the number one. If you were to try to exit poll, I don't think there's any enthusiasm for Joe Biden. I mean, look at it. No one showed up to their rallies. No one was showing up to Kamala Harris. Sure, right. There's surrogates that were going out there. Even President Obama went out in, on his behalf, and even he had a hard time drawing people. So... No, there wasn't any excitement. There wasn't people there that were really in favor of him. I think it's just they hated Trump so much. But really, Trump has done so much over the last four years. If you really broke it down at all the things he did, I mean, a lot of it for the black schools, too. I mean, nobody really wants to big deal. He really did a lot. No, yeah, absolutely. That was a big deal. The unemployment rate uh, for African-Americans at an all-time low since they've been monitoring it you know, the past 60 years or whatever. Yeah, the, the 10-year deal for uh, black colleges and helping sure. them, that's huge. There's all kinds of things he did. Uh, even the justice reform is something that couldn't be done over President Obama's term. And, you know, they keep talking about how oh, Biden would do better with that. No, he had his chance. He had eight years he could have done something. But none of these things. Well, how, how about as simple as, you know, I paid a dollar seventy-one for gas tonight. I didn't pay that four years ago. I mean, it's nice. Something, you know, he's done something right. I mean, I, w- I wish we would give the man a little bit of credit. I mean, he was our president for four years, and it's a shame we don't give him another four because we really missed an opportunity here to kind of get over the hump. The last okay. knucklehead for eight years put us behind. Well, thank you, John. Good to hear from you. And call in, and thanks for listening. I appreciate that. No, I really enjoy you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. He said he's been listening, late-night guy, and checking out the show for the first time and decides to call in. How cool is that? Let's go to Donna. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. I had a couple things I wanted to mention. First of all, Alex Trebek was absolute a favorite of mine, like the classiest person I've seen on TV. I can't imagine anybody. And he looked very good. I, I was hoping maybe he was going to somehow beat something that was impossible to beat, but he really looked good. That that can't be easy to tape an entire television show on your feet and be able to stay sharp and do all of these things. And I mean, he was doing it up till just a week and a half ago. It's amazing. He was always sharp, you know. Oh, that's a very big, I'm going to miss him. I'm really going to miss him. And then the other thing is, you're talking about people who collected famous signatures. And my little boy, when he was 10 or 11, he sent a letter to uh, General Norman Schwarzkopf, and to his shock, we got something in the mail, Commander, I'm looking at it right now because I hung on to it, Commander-in-Chief, United States Central Command, McDill, Florida, Air Force Base, Florida, and it looks like a really actual typed letter. The Everything on it looked like it was the real deal, including the signature. Yeah. And he was so excited to get that. It said, Dear Master Johnny, and then three <laughs> paragraphs. 
It was great. It was really wonderful. No, that's really and I cool. Was, I was disappointed that, like that other man just said, the press, I don't think, they never let any story with his accomplishments, and there were quite a few, and he was a turnoff to me, too, but his accomplishments were not. He deserved credit for them, and the press went, that he was able to get what he accomplished as far as vote getting. There was no blue wave. They should be really starting to worry about what they're pushing here, but it was just a shame that he was never given credit by the press for some pretty yeah. big, including over in the Middle East, he's been accomplishing things. Why they yeah. talk about that if that was a Democrat? Yeah, I think it was Senator Blunt here in Missouri that brought up on ABC this weekend a great quote, which essentially said, all of the different news networks were completely wrong about this. They were saying that, what, like even CNN had Biden up by 12 points before the election. So he said, these are the same networks that are trying to call the election now. So why don't you let the process play out? All right. It's not a bad point. Let this bad boy play out because there could be anything that changes. Who knows? Well, uh, thank you, Donna, for calling in. Good to hear from you. We have Have to pray that Joe Biden lives a long time because I don't want the other thing. I'm not wanting Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people are wondering how long Joe will last, and he's already showing well, signs for something that I, you don't get better at. So ugh, it's not good. Okay, All right. thank you. Thanks, Donna. You know, in the 90s, they had the Storman Norman baseball card. They had a whole set of Desert Storm baseball cards. I used to collect them in a way. You know, you go into the card shop, and you'd see these things, and— those would always be like the cheap ones. Oh, you get a pack for like a dollar. Oh, cool. You know, I'll buy a bunch of those. That might be fun. Instead of buying something you really wanted, you got like a Desert Storm baseball cards. And I still have them, I'm sure, in my parents' basement somewhere. That might be fun to go back and see if you can, who's still around and who you can get an autograph from. And those send them those cards. Let's go to Marie, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing good. This why this is why I'm a calling. I am a cancer survivor. It'll be 17 years mm. in December, and my heart goes out to Alex Tourette and his family because mm-hmm. I knew the hell that he was going through. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was going through my chemotherapy, like my boss knew close friends, but my other coworkers they didn't know, and I could talk about it better when the treatments and all that stuff was over with. And a lot of people say, you came to work. I said, yes, I had to keep busy. You know what I'm saying? Instead of staying in your house, you would go crazy. And I would just like to say that my doctor, the nurses, and the oncology people, they were so sweet. They were really nice. They knew what you were going through. Yeah, when you're Alex Trebek, um, you you can look at it as an individual. You need the health care you know you need to be able to stay in the company insurance so if you work through it that's probably for the best for him you and know also, he made all his money i mean i'm not nothing to cut else to you prove. off i'm sorry yeah. i was listening to that lady talking about she said i hope that joe biden lives longer because i don't want to see miss harris in the white house and i thought that was totally uncalled for she should have kept her comment to herself i didn't like that that was ugly for her to say that. Okay. Do, are, do also, you, um, I, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to ask just in general the outcome of this election. Is this something you've been uh, highly invested in, or is this something you've just been monitoring? Well, I was 
you know, I'm not going to say who I voted for it or anything, but I'm just, I'm just glad it's over with. And also, I would like to say one more thing. Um, I got a chance to meet Alex Trebet years ago. You know, the Jeopardy show was in uh, Los Angeles, and I was visiting some of my cousins in San Francisco, and my cousin was on there. And it was really nice. After the show was over with, he would talk to the people in the audience, and he would sign autographs because they say a lot of celebrities don't want to do that. But I thought he was a very nice man, and oh, I will nice. miss him. Uh, did you get a picture or just an autograph? I just got, I had um, um, an autograph and I uh, took a picture from my cousin. She was a contestant, but she didn't win. But, you know. Oh, that's nice. Kind of neat. Well, thanks for the story, Marie. I appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. Good Have night. Have a good night. Bye. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 on Overnight America KMOX. And Overnight America is live for the next 20 minutes or so. Then we'll sleep with the radio on. It's the only way I can make it through the night. I know. I know. I know. I, I should try out for American Idol. Guess who got a mention on Walter Sterling's show tonight? Uh, good old Walter Sterling gave this mention to... So what he does is, during his show, he, he's on, on Sunday night, syndicated show. Carried here on KMOX from 9 until 11. It's why I started 11 o'clock on Sundays. And I was sent this because the producer caught it. He gave me a shout-out today. Ryan Wreckers Radio Station. That's what they should call KMOX, Ryan Wreckers Radio Station. Ryan's sitting there right now going, I'm glad I got out of the house early. I really don't need to be here until five minutes before air. But I'm going to get out you know, early so I don't have to deal with the kid. Or the other kid. Or Mrs. Wrecker. I know the whole scam there, buddy. Ryan does the show on KMOX late at night. He does a great show. It's an honor to be on KMOX. But Isn't that nice? Okay, I get out of the house just to get away from the family. Well, no, I'm still working from home. <laughs> and it's nice being able to do the laundry. So I could walk over to the laundry room in between the breaks. Oh, I got to go check on the dryer. Oh, this needs another 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Since we've had the baby, and she's doing great, by the way, over, let's see, how many weeks were they? Eight, nine, ten weeks now? Something like that? So I do all the laundry in the house now. All of it. And it's probably for the best. But I get to do it kind of when I'm doing a show. You know, when I'm preparing for the show, I'm at my computer, and I get to pull it in. And then, you know, when I'm just preparing or whatever, I could just take a quick break, finish and throw the load of laundry over, washer to dryer, dryer out, things like that. So I get a lot of work done, not just for the radio show, but also for the family at the same time. So that's a very nice thing. 314-436-7900. Yeah, you're at home in your sweatpants. Yeah, that's true. So someone texted in, you're in sweatpants, yeah. Hey, Ryan, could we hear the Biden song before we have to expect him as president? You really want to hear the Biden song one more time? I almost feel like I don't get to play that song anymore. It had zero effect. I was kind of hoping that people would hear the song and they say, oh, we're not we're not going to vote for Biden anymore. But I guess Missouri did pretty well. So why not? I got hairy legs, hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun, in the sun. 
You know, maybe that song helped people like him more because they heard that and it was catchy and like, oh, yeah, he's personable or whatever. Well, all of that, by the way, is from the same speech. That was from the same debate where he was talking about. um, Well, no, no, I take that back. It was set as a a debate. But that's the speech from when he was opening up a pool or they're dedicating a pool to him in Delaware. They're like, oh, I used to work here in high school. And, uh, you know, the kids love sitting on my lap and I loved having kids sit on my lap. And, uh, you know, they used to rub their arms up my uh, my legs and I had hairy legs and they'd like to look at the blonde hair and. You know, he said all of this stuff, and it's so strange. He's around all these kids in their swimsuits, and he's talking about that. Then he goes on and talks about Corn Pop. You know, Corn Pop was a bad dude. I was going to fight him out in the parking lot. And all of this is from the same speech. And what a great way to uh, start a presidential election. And you know what? Somehow it worked out for him. I, I do truly believe there is more hate for Donald Trump than there is enthusiasm for Joe Biden. I really don't see any enthusiasm. Here's, oh boy, where were we? Um, I didn't even get to play this. I said I was going to play this earlier. It was from Bill Maher. I got to say, this whole Bill Maher thing, he had an MSNBC commentator on. He was just terrible. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of it. So let me try to bring this up real quick. He's a contributor. I don't think he's on full time. I don't recognize him. But then again, I don't watch MSNBC. But the person that was commentating on it was the, um, what was his name? Malcolm Nance. You might recognize him. Let me play a couple of clips. You'll kind of see why this is just ridiculous. We are going to have a really serious problem yeah. here. I'm going to uh-huh. give you doom and gloom. We are going to have a political paramilitary insurgency in which Donald Trump will be Saddam Hussein. We already got Uday and Kusay, his sons and his daughters. So you're saying military Paramilitary, in other words, not actual military, like in these countries, but they don't want to use the official military, so they have their Boogaloo Boys. Right, Boogaloo Boys, Proud Boys, the rest of the Vanilla ISIS crew out there. You know, (laughs) the rough people. He calls, remember, he calls them the rough people. We have the rough people, bikers. Yeah, good good people. And the, the problem is, these convoys that we. How many times have you rolled your eyes during this speech? If you rolled them, if you've rolled them any less than three or four times, then you may not be listening close enough. But here's here's the whole idea. So the whole idea is, you know, if you're one of the people that voted for Donald Trump, you're a racist. And here he he goes on and even says these convoys that we saw in the run up to the election. What I'm most concerned about is convoys. That, you mean you know these these ISIS like Trump convoys of you know trucks with the two hundred trucks flight. out there. What happens when somebody says we don't recognize no, I, Joe Biden's election exactly. and those convoys become armed convoys and they start blocking highways? They're not now. Uh, not yet. Ugh. I don't know about you, and we're here in St. Louis, Missouri. You may be listening anywhere across the United States, but I can tell you from my own experience, I'm not worried about the people that voted for Donald Trump. I'm worried for the people that hate Donald Trump 
and want to go and find a way to show it by lighting a building on fire or shooting at police officers or just shoot, uh, knocking windows out, looting, things like that. I can tell you one thing. We've gone a couple of days now where not only has Joe Biden been declared the winner by the media, but also you find that he was leading for this whole time. And there's been a lot of people upset. Do you see them taking to the streets and doing these things, causing any violence? I mean, at a drop of a hat, there could be something that happens anywhere in the country. And the next thing you know, people are boarding up their windows because they're afraid that this violence will come down their street randomly and start knocking windows out. And police officers are worried for their lives because they don't know what's going to be thrown at them or if they're going to get shot. And the National Guard has to get called in all of these things. Do you think all of these businesses that were calling and getting their windows boarded up were worried that, hey, Donald Trump, he he might lose and Joe Biden might be named the president and, oh, we're worried about Trump supporters? Of course not. When did this get flipped around? When did, like, the Bill Maher people that he brings on that are, I mean, super far left, the MSNBC commentators, when did we get to the point where they flipped this and all of a sudden they believe that the real people that are causing these problems are the ones that voted for Donald Trump? It's really, are they purposely trying to, like, kind of start this? Like, hey, if we can at least say it out there, then maybe some people will believe the lie? I I don't get it. Here's um, a little bit more with... Michael Nance there, or Malcolm Nance. Granted, a lot of these guys are a bunch of rubes with rifles, okay? And this is why we fund SWAT teams, right? Mm-hmm. To handle people who are going to work outside of the law. But in their mind, and this goes to what Tristan was saying, they live in an alternate reality, which has been crafted by their own propaganda, which has been using the social media distribution system to allow them to believe that their America is the we the people America of the revolution. And I'm sorry. Ugh. Somehow they, they believe social media is on the conservative side. Are you kidding me? I See, I, the whole premise of what they're coming up here is just so weird that they're trying to make this cause, make this claim of something that is so absurdly not true. You want to talk about gun owners, by the way. What happened over the last couple of months I don't know if you've tried to go into a gun shop, purchase a gun, but I know people who have, and they find that there's a lot of first-time, we've even had it in the news here on KMOX, first-time gun buyers that are worried, and they're not necessarily Trump or uh, Biden supporters. They're just apolitical. They just see what's going on, and they want to be able to protect their family. We have a lot of conservatives out there, and if you go ahead, if you want to say, oh, gun-toting Trump supporters, blah, 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 isn't it amazing how you can have this giant arms, uh, people armed, but they're not going out there in these, you know, the, the 70 million racists that you call are going out there and, and using them in a way because they're upset because Donald Trump may have lost. Isn't that amazing how you don't see those things? But to him, in his mind, he's thinking, oh, yeah, they're doing this right now. As in, I don't know what he's watching. I don't know what kind of like cartoons are going on in his head where he's like filling in the blanks of things that haven't happened. But that's what goes on in the minds of the, some of these people. It's just, it's it's so wacky. It is completely wacky. Uh, yeah. Here's Bill Maher, by the way. 
actually defended conservatives. <laughs> Isn't it, how far left in nuts do you have to be before Bill Maher defends conservatives, like to, to try to reel it back in? Or maybe people just see the world differently. Well, you know, I, I, I don't think it's a ter- I mean, I think he's a terrible leader, but I don't think it's terrible that there is diversity no, in the black no, community no. or in any community. Yeah. And I, I don't know. You know. All right, then he had to go on and say these things. It's just so, so insane. Yeah, uh, in, in case you're wondering, that was from Bill Maher's program over the weekend. It's just a wacky world. Sometimes you wonder what kind of Looney Tunes go on in people's minds where they just kind of make up their own thing and kind of roll with it. I, I honestly feel like what they're trying to do is is start this mindset with people that try to paint the Trump supporters are the ones that are causing the violence whenever there's something going on in a city. I can tell you just from my own experience, what you see in the cities, the, the times that they burn at night and the times that people get hurt, it's not the Trump supporters that are going out there and causing those things. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. In Overnight America, wrapping up here in a few minutes, and I think we got time for one more phone call, and that is Joanne, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Hi, Joanne. Yes, I I called in to say that I'm so glad we, I hope we got rid of Donald Trump because I was so tired of hearing him, and that the voice, that wimpy voice of his, he's such a big man, and hear that wimpy voice, and hear that he was always tweeting. I had a nickname for him. I was calling him Big Bird, the way he was tweeting all the time. Wait, wimpy voice? That's a new one. Why do you think he has a wimpy voice? Because he sounds like he's a crybaby. Uh, I I, I just couldn't stand to hear him talk. He just grated on my nerves, and Mr. Biden is a gentleman. Through this, the whole time that the whole time that I've seen him on television, he has been very gracious and gentlemanly. He, he's not slamming Trump. And I wouldn't I, say I, that. I, no. I, I mean, I, even actually, during the I'm worried about him, Mr. Biden yes. because I'm afraid that some of these Trump sympathizers will go after him. But they got they better stop yeah. and realize they may, it, if they get rid of the man, they're still going to have the party in there. They're not going to. They're not going to no, get. No, and back. I. I don't think there is any indication any of that is even a thing. No, and I wouldn't. Um, uh, you know, I don't think anyone would wish that. No. Well, but keep in I mind. I mean, if you want to talk about party lines, let, let's remember what happened to the guy in Illinois that went to that congressional softball practice and started shooting Republicans. Or how about just recently when it was um, the the Bernie Sanders was it Sanders supporters or Biden supporters? But they were registered Democrats that vote that way that tried to siege the Lansing Capitol and take the governor uh, of Michigan captive. Now that wasn't Trump supporters that did that. Uh huh. So. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, you don't don't try to flip it and say that it's a bunch of uh, you know conservatives that are going to go out there and try to do terrible things. I mean, well, did, it just did recently, you ever, that's uh, what we got. Have you have you heard anything about? I the one day I heard there was a uh, a loaded Humvee, Hummer or whatever it is, came down the uh, the street and parked in front of the uh, um, place where they were counting the votes in in Philadelphia. What that was all about? Oh, uh, who knows. There's so many things reported on social media that don't Well, I really, saw it on uh, television. Uh, I saw the, you know, they had pictures of the Humvee coming down the street and parking in front of the uh, Philadelphia 
convention center or where it was that they were counting the votes, and I was just wondering what that was all about. Hmm. That's a good thing they found them then. Yeah, that's they said thing. they arrested them, but that's all I heard. I, I never heard who uh, who sent them there or who they were or nothing else. But uh, anyway, what I'm trusting God to hear, take care of him, uh, Mr. Biden. He's, he's going to be uh, our president, and I wish him all the luck in the world. Thank you. All right. Thank, thanks, Joanne. I hope that we get four more years of Donald Trump. <laughs> I do. It's not looking great, but I guess Joanne voted on the voice of the two. So I guess uh, one voice was too hard for her to handle. And see, I think a lot of times the motivation to vote for Joe Biden was the hatred of Donald Trump. It wasn't Joe Biden as a politician and his policies, because uh, those kind of flamed out, too, during the Obama years. But it's just a hate of Donald Trump. I think it's turned to the party of hate. This is uh, the end of the show. So go ahead and reach me on Facebook if you'd like to. And I guess we'll talk again tomorrow. We'll see you. Have a good night. Wishing I could see your face again. Change the dial on the radio. Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow. If things were only like they used to be. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.